What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF Racing. I am your host, Brad Gabhart, and with us on the line from B Creations, we've got the sole proprietor himself, goes by uh, the alias of B. B, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Hey, I'm not doing too bad. It's a beautiful, sunny Saturday afternoon here in Winnipeg, but I'm uh, quite far away from uh, the Seattle Supercross where it is cold, gloomy, and no doubt raining some more on a track that's just now uh, being uncovered for the first time. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some photos, my friend. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting. My mother always uh, always kind of throws, throws a wrench in the system, so... We'll see. It kind of always brings out a wild card, so that'll make it exciting. For sure, maybe some, uh, maybe an opportunity for someone to uh, to to gain a ton of points. Maybe somebody again, uh, some lose a ton of points. Crazy stuff does yeah. happen when it comes to mud races. Um, before we get into your artwork and, and your contributions to the sport of motocross, uh, let's get a little backstory. Um, what's what's your background in motocross? Where you did you grow up riding, and uh, how did you come to uh, um, your design work? Um, well, I've grown up, I've grown up around the sport, like, I started riding, like, let's see, when I was, like, three or four, just did, like, more, like, fun riding, camping, all that stuff, did a little bit of racing, like, at Glen Helen stuff, but nothing crazy, um, and then I've always done artwork, done sketches and cartoons, same thing since I was little, and kind of just joined the two together throughout school, um, like, always drawing, of course, like, Travis Pastrana and Mike Metzger, guys like that when I was little. And then it just kind of, in high school, it really progressed, and I knew I wanted to do design. Um, so, yeah, I just kept getting better, kept improving at it. And then um, I actually, I was taking some classes for graphic design at the local college, uh, just community stuff. And I broke my back riding. Um so while I was out, I needed something. I took advantage of it and got my illustrating program and just kind of started the whole BG thing. 
There you go. And uh, the Bee Creations, for those who don't already follow, Bee Creations on Instagram is probably the one of the most uh, loyally followed uh, like artistry pages of the sport of motocross. I think everyone's always waiting to see what you come up with next. And it always seems to be uh, super sharp and, and thought-provoking, especially with some of the poses that you, you, you seem to uh, depict in the, the images. Um, like, where did you start out with all of that? Like, how does the 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 nature of you of your caricatures kind of develop? Because uh, it's very unique as far as uh, like the um, the proportions and the dimensions of the of the riders and, and the detail as well. Yeah, um, I kind of let's see. I mean, it's kind it slowly progressed from like I did those first little moto dudes and like I actually I've seen some other artists and I like from other sports too. Um, there's a guy, it's called my tykes and I like his, like he did these little versions of like, say Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. And I was like, I'd like to kind of bring that to motocross and do it for different riders. But then of course, with my style on it. Um, and it just kind of like anything, it's just progressed. And I really like to get detail. Um, like right now I'm working on a project, a fun one for Tim Geyser. Um, recent, like they recently did the locker room theme for Fox. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that, but kind of remix it and throw in, in the bottom of his locker room is going to be, um, his championship titles, um, different trophies he's won, maybe like the signature 243 hat hanging on the side. I just like to get as much details as possible just to make it something fun that people can, can really enjoy. And like the riders can also enjoy and take you know, it's like they really think it's cool because it's got every last detail about them in it. For sure. And, uh, like, it seems like you've actually uh, pulled yourself uh, quite close to a guy like Tim Geiser as well as uh, uh, the Australian uh, gentleman, uh, his name escapes me, just like uh, Hunter Lawrence. Uh, you've, you've, yeah. you've, like, those, those guys have either, like, they've approached you or you've approached them about uh, doing some cool uh, artwork. And uh, how did you get into that? Because uh, MXGP is, uh, Quite well, other than when it comes to Glen Helen, is, is quite far away from you guys or from where you're at. Yeah, well, like, let's see. Like, before I was Villapoto fan, like a huge Villapoto fan. So, of course, me and the family, when he went to Europe, we we followed the races. We'd wake up and watch him. Okay. Um, but in the process, watching MX2 class, got to see Tim, and I just liked his style on the bike. And then from what I saw, it's like, oh, he's like a humble, cool kid. And then when we found out they're coming to Glen Helen, we had to go. I met him at a Chaparral autograph signing session, like Friday night of the before racing, and gave him some artwork. And he was just super chill about it. And then I went to the next Glen Helen, and then we went to Vegas. We had to go see him at Monster Cup, and then through messaging, he'll see some artwork and stuff like that. Fair enough. I've definitely it's it's eye catching, and when people see uh, the detail that's in it, they they often want to find the where the source is, and those guys that uh, source you out to uh, to find out um, how, how do they get how how do most guys get in touch with you? Well, mainly through Instagram. Um, like that's how Lawrence. I think Lawrence saw because Jeremy Sewer. I got in contact with him because I think he probably saw some of the Geyser stuff. Like that's kind of what got me in the GP scene. And so Lawrence saw something I did for Sewer, so he just messaged me, and then we text back and forth, and now it's, you know, now I've done a few projects for him. So best way is to Instagram, and then just go from there. 
For sure, you've you've been kind of uh, become almost known as uh, um, the guy to the the guy to look to as far as to who who won that Lit Kid Award uh, every single yeah. week. Um, you do a different caricature every single week with that, and uh, it always seems to come out pretty neat. Um, how did you get approached by doing that? I assume uh, because of your your location. That's uh, I assume that's probably uh, um, Adamantic Nap Connection. Yes, yeah, I actually um well I work at I work at Magic Graphics, so we do we do Adam's stuff. Okay. And and I, I follow him closely and stuff on Instagram and all that, of course, and the lit kit. So I just randomly like messaged him and um I think he knew I worked at Magic or something like that. And then he was like he was interested in it, so we just kinda did that first that first one with Ken for A one. Um he just gave me the A okay and then we've just been doing it all all year so far we've only missed like i think we missed two weeks but we've pretty much done it every weekend boom just getting those things out there um as far as uh like the uh, what's in the name as far as like everyone calls you b uh where does a, a guy get a nickname like that it's pretty uh like obviously your caricature is a, a, a b as in a bumblebee but uh your, your mm-hmm. first name actually starts with b so how does that all come together yeah, it's like my initials, my first and last name, um, but B is actually from high school basketball. The coach called me B, and then everyone on campus, all my teammates and everything called me B, so it kind of just stuck. I put that together, initial of my last name, and it worked out pretty, pretty cool, I guess. Fair enough. So you'd mentioned earlier uh, in the podcast that you sustained a back injury. Was that an injury that kept you has kept you off motocross completely, or or are you still able to ride? Uh, I'm still able to ride. It was just um, it was just a compression. It, the vertebrae was just basically squished down like fifty percent. It wasn't nothing crazy like a trachonard or anything where I need surgery. It was just a lot of therapy and waiting. But yeah, I've been back to riding. I don't do. I don't do much like tracks. Like I don't hit up milestone or anything like that. I don't, I just go ride for fun, go out to the hills and the Wavo, the sand track and all that stuff. Fair enough. Well, uh, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast to chat about it. We're going to throw it to commercial right quick right here. But uh, when we come back, we're going to get into the mind of an artist and uh, kind of dissect what it takes to get uh, into uh, to designing and, uh, and developing these characters. We'll be right back on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF. Hey everyone, let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly, then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drake's has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Knapp, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. TheCollectiveXP.com, as well as TheCollectiveEX on Instagram, is where you can find the collective experience. Do so immediately. The collective experience. Nobody gets you closer. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. 
for extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. What's up, guys? It's Bruce Cook here with Nitro Circus. We're coming to Kelowna, B.C., May 25th for the Next Level Tour, and I'm so stoked to see you there. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have depth-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX Next Level Takeoff Ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. Hey guys, it's Fly Racing's Justin Brayton, winner of the 2018 Daytona Supercross. You're listening to the Big MX Radio. And we're back. Big MX Radio podcast show still here on the line with B from B Creations. Um, first of all, if you're not already following B uh, at B Creations on Instagram, go do so. In his description, you'll also find the link to the website where you can see all of his work. Um, B, like, if you could take me through a little bit of the process of uh, starting a brand new uh, project, with uh, obviously uh, like a blank piece of paper or a black blank document, and what what uh, what needs to happen from there? Like, uh, is it uh, like a, an image that you're basing it off of? Um, and then, how do you kind of uh, like? Obviously, you're you're working in kind of a, a cartoon um, style, but for the most part, you're able to to replicate the the, the facial features quite quite. Very exactly, actually. Uh, yeah. Um. Usually, I do all my stuff. I start with just a sketch on paper, and I do like some artists do like really. I'm kind of not the like I do real quick, really rough sketch. I try to just get it to the illustrating program like quickly, and then just kind of work on all the details in there. Um, like I'll just I I think of some idea of the writer like. For example, like the Jeffrey Herbing, I don't know if you saw the Sandbox one, yep. uh, where I called him the Sand King. So I just, you know, he's called the Flying Dutchman, Sandman, all that stuff. So I just kind of take all those ideas, put them together, came up with the idea of the the Sandbox like he's a kid. So I just sketch that out, and then when it comes to the face, I actually find a good image of the writer, 
and I'm able to do the work inside Illustrator and do the face, and then I do however I want to do the shadows or the coloring and stuff like that. Well, there you go. Yeah, it seems like uh, you kind of pretty pretty unique process every time you you uh, you go to bat. And uh, but honestly, these these things have become uh, almost uh, similar to uh, the caricatures that were painted and and drawn in the the mid to mid eighties, early nineties. Those like kind of overly cartoonish. I'm trying to think of the artists that used to draw them back in the day. Um, but uh, it seemed like every rider that uh, didn't have one of themselves wanted one. So uh, once once you've been doing a, a number of riders, will it be uh, uh, Hanson, Brayton, Marvin Moosecan, um, do, does the rest of the paddock start to uh, communicate with you as well? Like, uh, where's mine? When am I going to get mine done? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, that's how a lot of it is. Like, word of mouth, they'll see, like, well, like, I brought up earlier, like, Hunter saw the one of Jeremy Seaver. He's like, oh, you know, can I get one of those? Um, and then especially in the pits here when I'm at Anaheim or San Diego, um, they'll be a writer and, you know, they all, they all see each other's stuff and then they just start asking who did it and eventually they, they'll find me and ask for some work. Well, there you go. And what's the turnaround time roughly for you? Like, uh, if someone says, Hey, I, w- I want a caricature, uh, for either a butt patch or, or just to put on their, their social media and have, have for themselves. How long can you, how long does it take for you to turn, tr- turn that thing around and make it happen? Uh, I aim for like, it really depends on, it, I kind of aim for like two weeks or less, but that's just depending on how much work I have. I could get them knocked out sometimes pretty quick. Like, um, but the goal is two weeks or less for people. Fair enough. So, uh, um, like, uh, that's one of the things I was talking about with, I think it's Patched MX. Um, we, I talked about, like, they're, they're, these would be really cool characters to have on the back of a, like, as a, as a, um, as a butt patch. But uh, would, do you think you'd have to put a, a whole lot less detail into some of your images to make that happen? Or, and, and if so, what's the, progr- what's the process in doing that? Yeah, we'd have to do a lot less because, I mean, I've never seen how he puts together the patches, but he helped do one from, I, I sponsored Talon Hawkins and hooked him up with some shirts here and there and stuff like that, and we actually did a patch for him for Vegas of the bird, um, it was a remake of Chicken Hawk, since we call him T-Hawk, right. and he was able to get it very accurate, I just removed the, the shadows, um, the different shading for details, and minor line work um so yeah with the moto dudes it require more though because i do a lot of the sponsors um facial features will have like shades so we have to remove those but i think we could still get it you know could probably still make a clean crisp uh, design for patches fair enough well you, you're doing some really cool work my friend uh who are some of your uh, favorite athletes to work with uh and who have you not yet uh done designs for that you'd like to um, let's see, like, of course I like doing, for sure, Josh Hansen, like, I've done, um, I do a lot of the pencil drawings too, which I've kind of got a, I haven't done as much with, because they take a while, but I started with drawings for him, and he was always just loved them. Every time I came back, he, like, was excited to see him, and talkative with me, super cool about it, so I like always doing stuff for Josh, Tim is the same way, um... I'm trying to think. Hunter Lawrence, too, of course. Like, he comes up with fun ideas. Um, and even my buddy Blake, mechanic, he always comes up with cool ideas. And we'll throw, we're actually going to come up with some design for Vegas, something Vegas themed for stickers to sticker slap and throw out. So, 
those are probably the funnest people to work with. And then the cool, like, project I'd like, someone I'd like to work with directly would probably be, I'd probably say Ken. But, I mean, I've got to do stuff for HRC. I did their sticker sheets, um, which was really cool. I'm really thankful that Mandy at Honda was able to help me to get that, and they did it. But working directly with Ken Roxon would probably be something that would be a, a huge uh, huge honor and something really fun to do. For sure, absolutely. This, this stuff is is uh, taken off, my friend. Um, as far as uh, like you're obviously just years ago, you're you're simply a fan. You said you'd met um, Tim Geiser at a, at a um, at an autograph signing. Has this uh, has your work kind of pulled you into the the, the kind of uh, social circle of motocross and uh, like allowed you to get things like credentials and and uh, and access that before you were like when you were just drawing, just doing it for uh, for fun, really uh, working at Magic. Um, like, was, was has it kind of given you uh, like uh, an in? Yeah, yeah, it has. I've gotten. Um... I think the last two years we were able to get like credentials and um which helps a lot because I could get in early and talk with the writers before all the fans and like the general admission can come in. Um and then even again with Honda, the um we were able to even get to eat dinner at the Honda pit. Um the truck driver I did a cartoon for him and he hooked us up with some dinner. Um also too the Ride three sixty five boys last year when they had the uh the Stewart team. We got to eat some dinner with them and hang out. So you get little cool, fun stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's helped a lot, and it's really cool to get get those credentials and get to, I don't know, not that you're special, but, you know, get to get in there early and kind of feel part of part of the whole, um, you know, the whole pit and everything. Definitely, you're you're part of the program when you're when you're supplying stuff like this. Um, so, uh, as far as uh, when when someone say someone sees your sees your work, they're they're sifting through all the, all the stuff and they decide they want one of themselves. What would be the process of getting uh, a, a, one done up of themselves? Of like, say, if I wanted to get one done, how much do you charge? What's the process? Do I have to send you a photo of all like my gear and the details and stuff like that? How does that go down? Yeah, um, best way is, like, the Instagram, um, or actually best way now is the email. Just email um, bgcreations at gmail.com, and you send over um, any reference pictures, like, and any, and then pictures of yourself, your gear, helmet, um, and details, like color schemes, maybe if you have thoughts you'd like, um all the, all the details, every last detail, and just send them over, and then uh, be able to get a quote. They kind of vary from each project, and then we're able to go from there and and get something started. Well, there you go. And for those who, yeah, like I said, if you're not already following B Creations, you're missing out. Really cool artistry, and uh, it kind of brings some of these these cool um, graphic kits and or, or uh, gear gear kits. Um, to life, really, and uh, so I, I got to ask, what's uh, what's the most complicated, or more, what, what are the what would you say is the most difficult uh, gear brand to uh, to do one of these with? Because uh, some 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 teams that like say like the like a throwback fox kit or some of the fast house stuff, pretty simple to to, to replicate. But uh, there's some of those Alpine Star kits that are um, they, they got some detail. Going yeah, on. yeah, that's actually you reminded me. Those are the ones like. Because I love also, that's another writer I forgot to, when you're talking about favorite athletes, Justin Barsh is definitely one of my faves too and really cool to do projects for. Um, 
it's and when I do the Alpine Star gear for him, it's kind of you got to puzzle it together or make sure to find the picture on there. Go online usually, and then I kind of piece it together. Theirs are kind of complicated. Um, and I'm trying to think what other brand. Maybe Troy Lee when they have those like it's not too bad though. Like the they had some gear that like faded with diamonds between the colors, mm-hmm. but that's pretty. You just make a row. Of, that one's not too hard. You mean like a row of diamonds and copy and paste, but definitely all pine star, but they're all pretty, um, being cartoonish. I kind of have, I guess, room for, for air, even though I try to get as much detail. Um, but yeah, definitely all pine star, but it, they're, they look cool. And if I get them right, if I get them accurate, for sure. Actually, one of the, I think one of my, your favorite pieces of work that you've done, I think it looks kind of almost like a hockey card or a sports card with uh, uh, Shane McElrath, the, the t- Troy Lee Designs team. Uh, it's got his number in the corner. Uh, I'm standing with his bike, obviously in, in cartoon form. Uh, Shane Moody McElrath. Uh, that, that's a cool yeah. little project right there. Yeah, I I feel that. Yeah, I forgot that one too with Shane. Shane's a really cool guy. Um, he's another one who hit me up, and we did that project. Um, and that one was really fun. Um, it was something cool. I've thought of doing that. And his guy hit me up, and we talked about it, and he wanted to do trading cards. So we did. Um, we put those together, and it came out pretty cool. I think it was something fun and something cool to kind of, like I said, bring something to moto, like bring a different style to motocross, something fun like that. Definitely. Well, uh, I do encourage everyone that uh, that hasn't done so already check it out. Uh, get yourself one of these things. I think it would be really cool. Uh, I got the first actually the first time I really ever like knew of you was uh, when when James Hansen slid me over a sticker of uh, um, Deegan and uh, is it Geezy or Jeezy? I don't know. Oh, Jeezy. Yeah, they're another. I love working with them too. Um, yeah. yeah, that's Jeezy. Yeah, yeah, I've that, done um, that sticker's on my laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's one of my favorites um, of those two boys. Um, yeah, they. I've done. Which I think I've done three for Jeezy. Um, having the. Uh, How did I get? I don't know if I got a hold of him through Tagger because I was working at Tagger's like internship, um, doing helping prep helmets and stuff. And of course, Jeezy gets tag helmets. Um, right. And then they just. I, I don't know if we hit him up that way or something, but. We got started, and I've done, I think, three different, two Moto Dudes, and then this recent Custom, which was, uh, it's fun. They're another really fun to work with. Uh, so, yeah, those ones came out cool. Fair enough, man. Well, I, pre- I, ho- I hope everyone goes and checks out your work and, uh, and gives you some more business. Um, but uh, let's talk a little bit about this weekend. Supercross is coming up. Uh, I already like, started at the top of the show. Uh, Seattle is going to be a wet one. What are your predictions? What's your top? Uh, give me your podium for the 250 and the 450 class. Oh man, uh, I don't. That's kind of hard to say. Um, of course, that's why I asked. I haven't got question. to see. Yeah, the, um, I haven't really got to see or keep up much of practice or anything. Um, I don't think it's even started. <laughs> they haven't even done anything yet, right? I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, I mean, let's see. I have a feeling it's kind of hard to say. I don't know. Like, I'm gonna. It have to be a wild card. The top three for four fifties. Um, I could see Marvin, I don't know, it's hard to, I don't know, maybe say Marvin, he's a European, they like mud sometimes, I guess, I don't know. Uh, I could still see Jason Pullen coming through, and then, let's see, I'm trying to think who'd be good at mudding. Uh, that's 
hard to say for a third pick. I'll just say concern. I think I'll see if Tomac will still get it on the box. So Marvin, Jason, and I'm gonna go easy. I think they'll, I'll just pick those three. There Maybe they'll go. get on the board. Hey, you can you, you can never go uh, go wrong betting on talent. Um, and then yeah. uh, <laughs> and then on the the two fifty class, I'd be hard pressed to look at anybody uh, other than maybe uh, uh, Aaron Plessinger to uh, to get on the top of the box. Yeah, as long as he's not yeah, wearing the cat gear. Yeah, I feel like Plessinger when the track's rough and gnarly. I think that kid likes it, and he'll he'll yeah. I, I I'll go with Plessinger. I think that would be a safe pick for sure in the two fifties because. That kid, he's tall, lanky. He seems to like when the track's rough, so why not? I think he can get it done. Well, there you go. And another uh, dark horse pick for this weekend, probably maybe not for a podium, but definitely maybe one of his best finishes all year. Uh, Long legs are going to help, and there's no one in the pits that has longer legs than Benny Bloss, who uh, was was sounding excited about having some muddy conditions on a Wednesday. So I can only imagine him licking his chops on a Saturday. Um, B, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I really appreciate the time, and uh, yeah, we should do this again sometime, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, we could do this some more. I thank you for having me on here and kind of shouting out the brand and the projects I do and uh, getting to talk a little bit of the racing and stuff like that. I appreciate it. For sure, man. You keep uh, turning these things out, and uh, we'll be sure to have you on uh, many more times to come. Uh, You're very well spoken, and uh, you're an artist, man. This stuff's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. I really do appreciate that. Awesome. Well, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Okay.